Welcome. I'm Lorraine Nolan Card, leadership expert. And I'm Adara Angelusi, marketing queen. And this is the Women Leading Change podcast. We amplify the voices of women change makers from around the world who share with us personal insights and inspiring stories. So you too can evolve your own leadership skills, grow your paradigm shifting business, and market your mission with confidence. Welcome, everybody to another episode of Women Leading Change. I felt like snapping my fingers today because I have a really special guest that I haven't talked to in over a decade we've just recognized, which is crazy. Um, her name is Catherine Roscobar. She is a neuroscience-based wellness coach. She is so gorgeous. I wish you could see her. She's in this like emerald green sweater with all this green in the backdrop. Um, I really just am very excited to share with you her method around wellness. Welcome, Catherine, to the Women Leading Change podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to chat with you. Mm. Okay, so first things first, the Life Delicious, which is a a, a company you created kind of when we met. Yeah. And here you are 10 years later. How's that been? How's that journey been? It's wild as anyone who uh like a business knows, it's yeah. a wild journey and it's just I love learning and I've learned so much about myself. That's kind of what inspired my business is that I wasn't okay. And I decided I needed to be okay. And when I realized that I was okay, I reverse engineered how I got there and created my curriculum. Oh. That I have been sharing for the past 10 years and it's been so fulfilling. So cool. So tell us a little bit about what neuro-based wellness is. So I have a neuroscience degree. So I'm very interested in the brain and how our mind, the thoughts we think, influence our brain, the, the yes. structure in our head. And we have so much control over how we feel through our mind. Mm. We can change our physiology, our biochemistry, our neural wiring, you know, break or form habits just with our mind and mm. habits. And I felt for so long powerless and hopeless and unhappy. And when I discovered, um, neuroplasticity, our ability to physically change our brain and draw us to healthy habits and even repel us from healthy habits. So I could make change in a way that didn't feel like such a struggle and it was lasting consistent change. I knew I had to share it with other people because it's, it's really empowering. And I, I just think that all of us deserve to be happy and healthy and excited to wake up every morning. And that's what this journey has done for me. Mm, so good. Okay. I have a couple things that have come up while you've been talking, but first things first is like, how do you do it? What, what, <laughs> how do you change your brain? Yes. I love that question. So <laughs> it's very mindfulness based. So all mindfulness means is being aware of how your thoughts, your words, and your actions make you feel. And, um, there's a neuropsychologist named Rick Hansen who really made me understand how I had been able to make these changes. And he says that just 30 to 60 seconds of reflecting on how something made you feel will change your brain wiring to disconnect from unhealthy patterns and reinforce healthy patterns. Hmm. So no matter what you do as you're, you know, trying to make all these new habits this time of year, um, you know, early in the year and you want to make these changes, if you take just one minute after you do something for yourself that's either healthy or unhealthy, and just think, how did that make me feel? And really just sit in it and, and even better, write it down. Mm -hmm. It'll begin to change your brain and reinforce healthy habits and break healthy habits. 
um, which is so exciting. We all have that power. And I really believe in sort of a pleasure-based approach to this, that when mm. I began uh, my journey, I was a full-time personal trainer and fitness instructor for 10 years. And it was all about deprivation and pain and like burpees till you barf. And I believe the opposite. You know, mm. That's what my company is called the life delicious, that everything in our life should feel delicious. The way we move our body, the food we nourish ourselves with, the way we sleep, the way we connect with other humans humans, the way we connect with nature, it should all be delicious and feel good because human nature is to move toward pleasure and away from pain. And so then again, is there that mindset change that we can make that as we're forming new habits, if we think like, oh, I hate running, are you likely to form that running habit you want to? No. But if you can change your mindset around it and even say, I love the way running makes me feel, I love the way running makes me feel mentally and physically and, and sit in and rewire to feel how good something made you feel, you will be much more likely to keep that habit consistently, which is what we all want. We just want to stay on the wagon for a lifetime and stop the falling off. Mm, so good. Okay. So talk to me about these five pillars of wellness. Yeah. So I just mentioned the first one, which is mindset. That's where you have to start. You are not going to be able to make changes if you don't believe you can, if you don't believe it's possible, if you don't believe you have the knowledge or tools. So you really have to just be aware of the thoughts in your head and you can change them. As soon as you notice yourself saying, I can't, or you know, asking disempowering questions, you can shift and form mm. good questions. Mm. Um, the second one is movement. We, Like I said, I'm a personal trainer, a fitness instructor, an older adult specialist. I have seen what the body can look like at 102, that was the age of my oldest client, if we take good care of ourselves, our body, every system in our body requires us to move our circulatory system, digestive system, all of the, all of the body system. So it's not just going to the gym for an hour a day, because that still leaves 23 hours in the day. We want to do what I call start an anti-sedentary revolution. We want to move our body as much as possible. We want to walk where we can. We want to take the stairs. We, you know, want to feel good about unloading the dishwasher because that's physical activity. And we do, you know, want to build strength and endurance, but all the rest of it really matters too. Pillar three is nutrition. How do we fuel our body? Number four is sleep and rest, which is so, so, important. so important. I know. And the last one is connection to ourselves, to other humans and to nature. Wow. So beautiful. So do you walk people through all those pillars through your programs, whether they're coming to you through a retreat format or online or one-to-one, -one, um, you, you delve into those areas? Yeah. Yes. I begin with the mindset and learning the, just the basics of our nervous system and about neuroplasticity, your ability to change your brain throughout your life. And then we get into the remaining four pillars of like specific habit change. And it's all pleasure-based in a flexible framework, starting with just one minute of each. Okay. Amazing. Um, okay. So here were the other questions that I had going on while you were talking. One was during childbirth. Okay. I am a Kundalini yoga teacher. I've done a lot of mindful, spiritual, meditational work. And I thought for sure I could breathe through that pain. I really did. And I just couldn't, um, I couldn't do it. And, and, and I was, I was kind of like judging myself like, oh, you were on your high horse lady thinking that you could just forget this and move to another place on a cloud somewhere. Um, but I, I, anyway, I just wanted to know like how much can 
can we sort of control in that capacity? Because I do say that like you can kind of endure anything. I mean, I guess I did get through it, but I did use drugs. Um, <laughs> it's like, give me whatever you have that I can have right now to make yeah. this go away. Yeah. Um, what yeah. are your thoughts on that? Like, was I just not strong enough? <laughs> I, you are incredible. The fact that you made a human and I know. A human, like, I think, so the first part, number one is self-compassion. Yes. Recognizing the struggle, the universality of that struggle and, and having love and kindness for yourself. And the second part that, um, um, this is the part of my book I'm writing right now is all about your feelings of safety. Like, where were you? Were you in a hospital with loud noises and bright lights and strangers and open doors? You know, you, uh, uh, we register pain more when we don't feel safe, when our nervous mm. system is really like activated. And so, you know, I think, um, mm. I have a lot to say about this. I, <laughs> gave, I gave birth in my home, in the dark, in my bedroom, in my own bed, because, I didn't, I knew that I wouldn't be able to have the natural birth I wanted if I was in a hospital environment because it stresses me out so much. And I really like, don't know if that's possible for any women because there's layers and layers of, of threat your body is registering. Mm, Interesting. Yeah. I think Mm. that, you know, this is like the holistic approach that we're, that we have to just be so aware of all of the influences on our nervous system, because when we aren't in a state of rest and safety, we're always just more hypervigilant to taking in threats, whether they're, you know, physical or emotional or spiritual threats. Mm. And so really learning to be, put yourself in places that feel safe and mentally communicate safety to your body. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is why, I mean, I don't want to get into it, but like during war or any sort of time, like say there's a fire or any of these pieces, like your body just goes into hypervigilance around um, your safety basically. And um, I just don't know how people recover from that because it's just, it's so, it's so hard on your nerv- nervous system. Yeah. And mm-hmm. humans are incredibly resilient and we can with the we right are. tools and support recover from anything. Which, Amazing. You know, which like there's so many books written by people who survived horrific things. Um, but it's all about the safety that you feel, the community that you have, and the tool, the tools you have access to. That's awesome. Okay. And then the other thing that came up for me too is like I know I feel better when I move my body. I know that that is a priority in my day, but it constantly gets dropped and I'm not taking the 20 minutes out to go for the walk or do the yoga or whatever it is I, I I feel like my body is asking me to do. And I don't know how to stop overriding that from happening because it it definitely needs to be a thing that happens every yeah. day for myself. Absolutely. It absolutely is a thing that has to happen. Before when I was a personal trainer, I'd be like, oh, it's okay tomorrow. But now I'm just like, no, it's non-negotiable. You have to. So there's two things. Your musculoskeletal system is an endocrine organ. Your muscles like produce hormones that influence your entire body, that make you feel good, that influence your brain chemistry. And so just in moving your body, this is why you feel good. Your body needs you to move move it. (laughs) And so it gives you a cocktail of feel good drugs when you do to encourage you to continue moving. Uh Um, And so working it in wherever you can, is important. But the other side of it is that I bet you move a lot more than you think you do. There's some really interesting research on mindset shifts. 
um, there's a book called The Upside of Stress by Kelly McGonigal. And she talks about a study on housekeepers who are moving their bodies all day. Right. But they believed that their job wasn't good for their health. And so one group had a mindset intervention. And then there was a control group that didn't have a mindset intervention. intervention and one was your job is really good for you getting so much physical activity your you know your metabolism's great blah 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 and then at the end of so however many weeks where nothing else changed not diet not sleep not the amount of time they were moving the housekeepers who believed that their job was better for them had lower body mass index had you know like better blood pressure all these metrics that their health had improved and their physical fitness had improved just because they believed that it did right so this is the power of my That's nice. That's I know. I so have a look at your day again and see how much you are moving. Cause like folding laundry and, and emptying the oh, yes. staying with your kid and walking, it it all counts. Yeah, hundred percent, Catherine. Oh my gosh, mine, 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 mine power. Um, okay, so if you were to leave us on a note, you're so intellectual, you're so beautiful to speak with. Um, the way that you articulate what you do and and all of this it just is really resonating with me. I feel like you're so clear. Obviously, you um are a uh, well, you freelance wrote for or still do maybe um for a long time so no wonder you're so good with the English language but um I was just gonna say like at the end of the day when I have to like um get when I have to when you have to um go on a pedestal and tell all the folks the the words that they need to that they could live by uh what would you say oh my goodness ask at the end of every day just ask yourself the question you know what served me because mm. that is an incredible way to change your behavior and your mind. Um, just reflect the daily practice of reflection at the end of the day. Like I said, I read for 15 minutes at the end of every day and I journal at the end of every day because it allows me to change my internal dialogue about what who I believe I am, what I believe is possible and what my intentions are for the next day. Even if it's just two minutes, a reflection practice of asking yourself what's working and what's not working will help you form good habits and break bad habits. It's that, it's truly that simple. Amazing. And ever since- Everyone. <laughs> okay, I love it. Well, you just did. I just put you on a pedestal and you got to say it now. And that's so beautiful. I think that's such a gorgeous piece of advice to leave us all with. And the fact that you're living this, like you've changed, like would you say you're like a 180, like you're a different person now? Yeah. Really, truly am. And it's very cool. I met my husband in grade seven. We've been together every day since we were 18. And so it's wow. to reflect back to him, like how, you know, like, like he'll say, like he can confirm I am a very different person. And I'm so glad I put in the work because living a miserable life is just no fun. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a lot of energy draining. It yeah. It's yeah. not life affirming or life positive. It's the opposite no. to that. Yeah. It's no good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And how about him too? He's obviously had to come on this journey with you and, and step up as well for his own. Like you, you wouldn't be probably into who he was before if you've done all that growth, right? So he's had to come along on his own growth journey, correct? Yeah, or he's incredible. It's frustrating. He's like my guru, even though he doesn't have any of the degrees and certifications I have. He's I'm very lucky. He's very disciplined and open and mindful. And oh yeah, he's great. I'm very lucky. Well then you were obviously mindful as well in the in like from the start as well, I would say. I will say that our relationship yeah has just skyrocketed since we have both become more mindful. I mean, Lovely. What I'm so passionate about, especially for parents, like when you do the wellness work, you are a better partner, you are a better parent, you're a better human. 
and you, there's so much more access to happiness and joy and patience, which we all need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I'm going to join the life delicious revolution. Yeah. Everyone should, everyone must. It's a, it's a definitely necessity. It's not a, um, something to take for granted or not put at the top of your priority list. Your wellness is everything. So Thank you very much, Catherine, for um, taking the time out to to share all that beautiful knowledge with us, and also just that you're doing this work and and leading the way. I um, I'm very grateful for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us at the Women Leading Change podcast. If you enjoyed today, please press subscribe and leave us a review. You can also join us inside our Facebook group, Women Leading Change. Until next time, keep being the change you wish to see.